Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adewomi. We are going through the Gospel of Mark. And I'm right now at Mark chapter 14. Chapter 13 was full of, was just prophecy of the Lord Jesus Christ, which you also see similar in Matthew chapter 24 and Luke chapter 21. But Mark chapter 13 put its own uh, summary there also. Okay, Mark chapter 14. Like I say, I go through it slowly and then I pause at some Bible verses and give some commentary that we help us to understand. Chapter 14 is a long chapter because now it's going to go into the persecution and so on and so forth or the, the, the crucifixion. Chapter 14. After two days was the feast of the Passover. Now this is the last Passover that Jesus Christ had uh, attended which is the Passover when he was going to be sacrificed as the Passover lamb for the world. After two days was the feast of the Passover and of unleavened bread. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by craft and put him to death. They were already planning that because of not believing. And they were ready to accuse him that he was blaspheming because he claimed to be son of God, the Messiah. And they didn't want to accept that, that he, was, he was the Messiah. Verse 2. But they said, not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar of the people. So they wanted to do it secretly. We are no people, no, no crowd to revolt against them. Verse 3. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an ambassador box of ointment of spikenard, very precious. And she broke the box and poured it on his head. Now, this he said it's two days before the Passover. It's what I what uh, apostle what Mark reported here that this happened two days before the Passover. The Passover was coming like uh, and I mean and the feast of on and of unleavened bread. Now and Bethany was very close to Jerusalem. That was where the Lord Jesus base when he was now in Jerusalem because he that's where many Amata and Simon was one of the disciples and many people in Bethany believed on him. And Simon the leper was somebody that was healed, and he called for a, a, a dinner for the Lord Jesus Christ when he was there. And he said, when it was that dinner, one woman, according to the Gospel of John, Apostle John actually said the woman that poured this alabaster box of ointment was Mary, the sister of Martha, the brother whose brother Lazarus was resurrected from the dead. We should see that story in the Gospel of John, chapter 11. Now, Mary was the one that did this uh, pouring the oil or perfume on the Lord Jesus Christ's body. Now, Mark said it was on his head which doesn't really make make a good meaning because according to apostle john who was there mark was not there so he was repeating what he had they said it happened apostle john who was there wrote the gospel of john said mary poured the perfume on our lord jesus Christ's feet and wiped the feet with her own hair so that, of course, the air will be smelling. The thing you see the head is smelling, or the feet, the whole place is perfume. So 
That is why some people thought it was on the on the set. In fact, Matthew recorded that it was on the set. Mark thought Mark wants to copy what Mark, Matthew wrote and said it was on the set. But John, who was there, said it was on the feet. And but Mary used her own hair, long hair, to wipe it off, to rub it on the, on the feet. Verse 4, and there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, Why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. Now, according to this, Mark said, Some murmured. Whereas in the in Gospel of John, he said it was actually Simon, it was actually uh, what, Judas Iscariot that raised that objection. And because he was a chief, he was trying to make more money. He already knew how much that thing was. He said, 300 pence, we should have given to the poor. He said, you know, he said uh, Apostle John said, not that he cared for the poor. But he carried the bag, so anything money there that is inside the bag, he pocketed some of them for himself and used it for himself. And you know, this guy knew about that, but they just don't worry about it because if you need more money, we get more money, you know, we send more money. But uh, Judas Icarus was was sneaking and stealing from the bag. So maybe he thought, well, if I can get 300 pence, I'll be more money. So that is really what was reported there. And this, according to Mark, said the moment that many people want to say, well, it was just John, Judas Iscariot that was mentioned in the Gospel of John that Judas did that. Judas is one that murmured against it. Verse 6, and Jesus said unto, unto whoever was complaining, Let I alone, why trouble ye her? She has wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will, ye may do them good. But me, ye have not always. Christ was saying that he knew that he was going away, and he's the Lord. He said, well, what you woman has done for is, is a one, in a, one of a kind. One of a kind is what he has done. Perfuming my feet, perfuming the whole place. And Christ even said that he did it for my burial, which he said in verse 8. She has done what she could. She's come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Where he already, Christ already knew he was going to be crucified, he was going to be buried. And there will be so, it will be so quick, rapid, that the women will have no time to come and be anointing the dead body. And you'll be, you'll be back. Also, you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll be resurrected. So he said, she has done this. Unknowingly, she was doing it like pre-anointed. Pre-anointed, pre-the pre the crucifixion. That's what Christ said. This is anointing me pre before the crucifixion, before the burying. Because there will be no time for, for anointing when it, when it is buried. And they are coming in the, the third day to anoint. You're already awake and gone. Verse 9. Severely I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she has done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. Well, that was reported here by Mark that Christ said that. Although not too many people are saying anything memorial of her, but it was written down here. So at least we are saying rather than that, the memorial of that. Sometimes people will do something, you don't know what moved them to do it. Christ is saying sometimes the Holy Ghost will move you to do it or say something. And you will not know why you did it. But as a purpose, just the same way, the apostles, when they were hailing Jesus, Hosanna, King of David, the son of David that's coming to be king, they didn't know that they were fulfilling prophecy. This woman also didn't know that the Holy Ghost was moving out to anoint Jesus Christ. The Christ was telling the meaning of it to them, to them right now that she has done it for pre-anointing pre for Christ's burial. Because there will be no time for them to do that. Verse 10. 
And Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went unto the chief priests to betray him unto them. He wanted, he wanted, he wanted to cut us. I'm out of here, kind of a thing. He didn't like, he didn't believe anyway. All along, he was just following them. And Christ knew about that. Judas Iscariot was chosen for that purpose, chosen to to do that dirty job because God knows those that are his own, and he needed the, the devil to be among the inner circle to be able to do this. That's why he was chosen. And that's why he was stealing from the back and Christ knew it, but he make because he knew that he was going to go to his place anyway. It was not that Judas Iscariot was possessed by the devil. The Bible says he is a devil. There's neither between being possessed where you can cast the devil out, because Jesus Christ cast the devils out. But he didn't cast any devil out of the Judas Christ, because he is a devil himself. That means they are the seed of serpent, they will never repent, they will never change. They may even follow religion. But if they are devils, they are devils. You don't need to be possessed. They are, they are, they are, they are evil in themselves. Like Cain. Cain was not possessed by evil spirit. He was the devil. The devil can also possess them. But see, what they are, they are, they are, their propensity is towards evil. That's why he says he's a devil. So all the things Christ was teaching is just going through one year again, not to the other year. So he went to go and get money for betraying him. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. And they sought how he might conveniently betray him. Verse 12. And the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover, his disciples said unto him, Where will thou that we go and prepare that thou mayest eat the Passover? And he sent it for two of his disciples and said unto them, Go ye into the city. That's Jerusalem now. And there shall meet you a man bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him. And wheresoever he shall go in, say ye to the good man of the house. The master said, Where is the guest chamber where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room, furnished and prepared. There make ready for us. So the this, this particular the word that Christ said when he sent two people out and said, This is how you are going to know where we are going to do the Passover. And people assume that it was his supernatural. God has already known all this thing before it happened. See, uh, one of the disciples, we, they believe that it could be the house of Mark, John Mark, that wrote this book, his father, his parents' house. But you see, that those people, they are maybe some, some are wealthy enough, they are wealthy enough, they are followers of Christ, they believe. And they could have said, Well, we have a place for you, Master, anytime you. You want to say you can come over, and he, he has already known that they will, they will be, they will have enough room for twelve people also, because we are talking of twelve plus himself making thirteen, and maybe some women are going to help them to prepare. So we are talking of a, it has to be a large place. So he, that man could have offered his conference room, like a rich man that has a conference room, a, a, a dining place where it's enough to take at least twenty people. And he offered it any time you, you are in town, Master, we have a place for you and your disciples. So the Lord already could have known that rather than just seeing it from a, in the spirit. So that's what I say. And then he just said, well, you go, how are you going to know the house? You, how you? So he said, this is going to happen. This is like a prophecy. Somebody will be carrying the water. When you get, you pass, somebody pass you by, you go to chat with you guys, okay, follow him. The house is entered, that's the, the house, that could be vision. Christ was ordered by a vision. A prophecy, he just told them what did you see. Just the same way he told them to go and get a donkey. You could have seen that donkey by vision. I said, This is what you should do. 
donkey is there prepared this and this house is prepared for us verse 16 and his disciples went forth and came into the city and found as he had said unto them and they made ready the passover and in the evening he came with the twelve so he said the twelve and as they sat and did it jesus said verily i say unto you one of you which eaten with me shall betray me now he was talking about Judas Iscariot. So you don't already know all these things that are going to happen. But he wanted them to know. But he didn't want to reveal the person to them. Because you know human nature. Because sometimes I don't want to tell my, my own family or my wife if somebody offended me outside. Because the, my wife can take an offense and begin to talk about that man bad. You don't want past offense to, 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 to have. So sometimes you just keep it in. Somebody offended, you don't go and blast it to your friends. That will make them hate that person right now. You are now it's like say your root of bitterness being spread to other people. So don't don't mention it. It's sometimes the wisdom God allow told us in the scriptures. So the Lord Jesus kept the secret to himself. He didn't tell them who this man is going to be. He didn't tell them what he knew about Judas Iscariot. All along for three years, Judas Iscariot was stealing from the bag, and the Lord knew about it. Just didn't say anything about it. So the only few people that may know. And just keep forget about it. Don't, don't, don't make it any 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 bone of contention for that. Verse 19. And they began to be sorrowful and to say unto him one by one, Is it I? Because they thought he was still prophesying. So they want to know, is it me that you are talking about? Is it I? Or anyone that is going to do it new himself also. But the other people didn't know, so they thought he was just prophesying. Like one of you. So they would like to know, is it me? Is it me? Whereas, because if it is, if they are there, they will say, well, gee, why would I ever do that? But see, the one that wanted, is going to do it knew himself. He's already gone there. Not that he was going to do it later. He already gone there and negotiated. Judas is already gone to the priest and negotiated how he's going to get money for this. He's just looking for the right time to go and tell them this is where we are. Come over. So he only knew what he was going to do. And Christ already knew it too. But he was still hiding it from the rest of the people. Christ said, one of you will betray me. So Judas perhaps knew that he was talking about himself, he kept quiet. So everybody began to say, is it I? Is it I? He said, those who are not aware of what could happen, they thought he just prophesied. Could he be a prophesying about me? And so and Jesus Christ in verse 20 said, he answered and said unto them, it is one of the twelve that deeper with me in the ditch. The son of man indeed goeth as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. Good were it for that for that man if he had never been born. Now this is how Mark reported it. That it was better if that man were never born than to go through that and go to lake hell and lake of fire. But those who are not born, even if they are the seed of the serpent, will they be saved? You do not know. Because God knows that is so. But he said it was better for that man if he had not been born than what he was going to do and what he's going to suffer for what he did. Verse 22, and as they did it, Jesus took bread and blessed and break it and gave to them and said, take it, this is my body. Now, this is the institution of the breaking of bread that we practice in the body of Christ. That is, the Lord used the bread to symbolize his body is being broken for us and his blood is being poured out for us by the bread and the wine. As you say, you do this in remembrance of him. Let's read on. Verse 23, and it Took the cup and when he had given thanks, 
he gave it to them and they all drank of it. And he said unto them, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. You see, not just for you guys, for many, for the whole world, really. But those who are believing are going to be the ones that are recipients of the blessing. Verse 25. Verily I say unto you, I will drink no more of the fruit of the vine until that day that I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Without drinking it new in the kingdom of God, it will be future. Like when he finally will come back. Verse 26. And when they had sung an hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. Verse 27. And Jesus said unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered. But after that I am risen, I will go before you into Galilee. Now he was telling them what's coming to happen that night because you are talking of dinner. You just did eat dinner, 7 p.m., 8 p.m., and now you are going to all the Garden of Gethsemane. But the Lord knew what was coming to happen. These disciples were aware that the, the chief priests wanted to arrest Jesus. They were aware of that. But they do not know that somebody among them is one that's going to bring them to, if we just thought, they, how we don't know where we are, where we're staying. How we they are just visitors in town. But see, some one of them has already gone to say, I will bring, I will take you to him. Just give me some money for that. That's Judas Iscariot. So the rest of the apostles knew that the chief priests and the rulers are trying to arrest Jesus. They knew that already. So that's why they didn't want to come to Judea. But now the feast here, you have to come. The feast. So they were in this house. So they, and Christ was saying that tonight is when it's going to happen. All of you will be scattered when they arrest him. And Peter was going to be bold and said, but Peter said unto him, Although all shall be offended, yet will not I. And he was saying that in the flesh, even though he was uh, bold about it, he, was, he didn't have the Holy Spirit by this time. So he was confidently saying, no, I will not, I will not offend, I will not be offended. Everybody might run away, but I will stand. And Jesus said unto him, <laughs> verily I said unto you, Peter, that this day, even in this night, before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me three times. But he speak the more vehemently, if I should die with thee, I will not deny thee in any wise. Likewise also said they all, all of them said that. But you have to know by this time, Judas Christ is no more here. Judas is already gone. You go and call the, the soldiers. The, the, the but they didn't know about that. They are not looking and say who is gone among us. No. It's sneaker, according to a gospel of John, when they were still eating, just got dispatched. Judas said, you can do whatever you want to do, and go do it for you this. And Judas just decided that, yeah, maybe the right time to go and tell this priest where he's hiding. So he just left. As, and this, the other people didn't know why he left, or what Jesus Christ meant when he said, you can go do whatever you want to do right now. Because Jesus Christ already knew that he already got money from them. He was looking for the right opportunity. And then he went out to go do it, and Jesus Christ said, now is the beginning of it. It's about to, 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 to do it. And Christ was expecting, waiting for it. Because he wanted this thing done so that he can come back and start the church. Say, so, oh, I wish that these things all over with. So they said, the other people also said, no, neither we, we will not deny it. We will not deny it. That's what they were all saying, verse 31. Verse 32, and they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. And he said unto his disciples, sit ye here while I shall pray. 
and he taken with him Peter and James and John, and began to be so amazed and to be very heavy, and said unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. Tarry ye here and watch. So he took the three in Ansaku, Peter, James, and John, and they moved a little bit further from the others and said, You stay right here and watch. So that you have time to pray before they are disturbed by the soldiers. Verse 35, and he went forward a little and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass for him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, it's what thou will. That is, the Lord is, the, the, the human flesh will tremble when he knows what is coming to happen, that the body will be, will be dead and there will be agony, there will be pain. Nail to it, to, to, to just imagining that will make you shake. A nail piercing your flesh will pain you and bleeding to death will be unheard of. You know, not, nobody wants to go through that. No woman wants to go through that. They are using that to kill all the criminals, and there's nothing they could do. They are, they are criminals. And they have already attributed that Jesus Christ also was to be arrested as a, as a, a blasphemer, and they wanted to kill him the same way. So he knew, he said, but, it's like, but God can do all things. Why, don't, why do you have to go through this, Lord? Nevertheless, what not what I will be, thy will be done. So the Father has said, there's no other way to save mankind. It has to be this way. You have to suffer like, like a criminal so that that pain and agony is for healing of our body. That's how we are just prophesied that by his right we were healed. His, his soul has to be poured out for mankind to save us. So, so it's, it's just is. It is just resorted to the will of the Father be done. Verse 37. And he cometh and finded them sleeping and said unto Peter, Simon, sleepest thou? Could not thou watch one hour? I mean, it's getting to midnight by this time. They, these apostles are not used to, to all night vigil. And if they're used to it, the body begin to get tired. They, they thought they were praying, they fell asleep. That's what happened to many of us. We knelt down and praying, we are praying, God will. Uh, just murmur some words and doze, just doze off. And you wake up, it's three hours already passed. <laughs> but you see, Christ said, Can't you just watch for one hour? Watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. Maybe if they have been praying serious prayer, they wouldn't have entered. Peter wouldn't have had that temptation of following him. He doesn't need to follow him when he was arrested. That brought him to the point where he was not denying, I don't know this man. That would have thrown him out of the midst of the apostles for good. And that's what they wanted to get. If I can snatch this leader out of them, there will be nobody to lead this group after Christ is dead. As dead. So Christ said, I pray for you. So you don't, your faith will not fail. Because it is a sin to, to deny Christ and say, I don't know him when you are one of the apostles. But Christ said, I've already prayed for you. And he was saying, never, I will never do it. I will never fail. I will never forget. I will never deny you. All of them said, I will never deny you. But when they saw the soldiers with swords, they trembled. These are, these are fishermen. Some of them, they are, they are not able to, they are not going to be able to resist the soldiers also. So the Lord said, watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. He said, the spirit only is ready, but the flesh is weak. The, the flesh is the one that is sleeping. But that's nine. And again, he went away. And prayed and speak the same words. And when he returned, he found them asleep again. But their eyes were heavy. 
Not that we say what to answer him. That is human nation. Verse 41. And he come in the third time and say unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. It is enough. The hour is come. Behold, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise up, let us go. Look, he that betrayed me, Satan, you could now see that they are, they are marching towards the place. The soldiers are marching towards the place. You could, sense, you could see it in the spirit. You could also hear their rumbling. Verse 43. And immediately while he yet speak, come Judas, one of the twelve, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves, from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. And he that betrayed him had given them his token, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that's him, see, because you see there are 12, 12 men in the, in, the, in the garden, but they only want one person. And most of them couldn't recognize which one is Jesus among them. So Judas can say, I will, I, will, I, will, I, will, I will point him out to you. He's the, he's the one I will go and kiss him because he's always the always master, Rabbi, Rabbi. And that's how I'm going to make you know who he was. All the others are just disciples. So he said, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he. Take him and lead him away safely. So he already gave them that signal. Verse 45. And as soon as he was come, he went straightway to him and said, Master, Master, the Rabbi, Rabbi, and kissed him. You know, kissing me, kiss his hand or kiss his cheek, which is how they normally greet one another. But that is a signal that the soldiers are waiting for to know whom to arrest. And they laid their hands on him and took him. Verse 47. And one of them that stood by drew a sword and smote a servant of the high priest, cut off his ear. Now that experience where I said somebody drew a sword, uh, according to the Gospel of John chapter that we read before, it was Simon Peter that John said drew the sword and smote the ear of somebody. And he said the servant of the IP who gave the name of the servant of the IP as Marcos. Amak did not uh, record who, who did the smiting. Just one of them. But 48, and Jesus answered and then said, Are ye come out as against a thief with swords and with staves to take me? I was dealing with you in the temple teaching, and you took my you took me not, but the scriptures must be fulfilled. And they all forsook him and fled. Now, I, when I was discussing the Gospel of John, I mentioned that the Lord actually told them that if you want me, let this other go away. So that he wanted the disciples to, to be let alone. And that's why when somebody struck the ear of the, of the servants of one of the, or one of the servants of the high priest, the Bible said in another Gospel, Luke or, Ma, or Matthew said, the Lord just quickly touched the ear of that man and healed him. So that it looked like nothing happened. Otherwise, they would have been pursuing the man that caught the ear of us. After they have arrested one, they will take the one that is resisting arrest. That's how the soldiers and the police operate in the world. If somebody is arresting, is being arrested and his family members are resisting the police, like to the point of injuring one of the policemen, they will take the man that has been arrested. They also take this fellow that just injured some, a police officer. And also, they don't let it go free. They don't just let it pass. So they will have been pursuing Pisa because of the ear he cut off, but because that ear suddenly get healed immediately by a religious guy, as if nothing has happened. The man was no, no more bleeding. It's all gone. So they didn't try to pursue Peter. Because you know, that's why Christ said that none of, all, none of my disciples is lost. He wanted them to be together because he needed them to start this kingdom. 
this preaching of the gospel in church. Verse 50. I said, they all forsook him and fled. Verse 51. And there followed him a certain young man. Now, this 51 is, you only see this in Mark, Gospel of Mark. That make believers or scholars believe that this Mark was talking about himself in this verse 51. And there followed him a certain young man having a linen cloth cast about his naked body. And the young man and the young men laid hold on him. And he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked. So what has that got to do with this story? We believe that where they have the, the dinner and the last supper was John Mark's parents' house. And John Mark's house was a teenager. So he was you know, a teenager. It was a curious to be going back and forth to see how things are going. And he had commotion in a, in a garden that's not too far away. Or maybe he went, he saw the soldiers passing by, he went out, he was already about to go sleep. He asked the little person. And then he saw the soldiers passing by. I mean, that's why he went outside to see what's going on. He saw that they have arrested the master. The disciple fled, and then he was following the group that were arresting the that were taking the master away. He's following those soldiers at a distance, and some other young men that part of the part of the batch of the people that are following just guys coming behind him and say, "What do you want?" And they grab him. That's why he said <laughs> he said he left his his uh, his linen clothes in their hand because if he's uh, they only grab his clothes, so he left it and fled from them naked. So he said, "Why?" Well, say, "Why did he put this story there? just?" To make it say that he, we can only tell that it could only be him that reported is that was the one that was uh, in in that uh, episode in that on that day, or if the other person told him about that that this is what I what happened. But I, we do believe that it was Mark that had that experience because he was not too far from their parents' house when the soldiers passing by and and arrested Jesus guys and he was trying to see what's going on here. Verse fifty three. And they led Jesus away to the high priest, and with him were assembled all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes. And Peter followed him afar off, even into the palace of the high priest. And he sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. And that was how Mark reported. When you go back to the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John said another disciple whom the high priest knew was known to the high priest as a disciple. Followed also, and he and that disciple we believe Pastor is talking about Saint John went inside the palace with them, and then saw that Peter couldn't come in, and then he, this disciple went to talk to the maid that was keeping the door, and told him to let Peter come on in, and that maid was the first one that said, "Peter, are you not are you not one of them?" And Peter said, "I'm not." That was where the dynamic started from. From when when the maid that was at the door told Peter. Verse 55. And the chief priests and all the council sought for witness against Jesus to put him to death and found none. For many bear false witness against him, but their witness agreed not together. And they arose certain and bear false witness against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands. And within three days, I will build another made without hands. Now you can see how people can choose the world. According to this report that Mark wrote, he said, they were saying, someone said, I heard him say, I will destroy this temple. No, Jesus didn't say, didn't say I will destroy it. Jesus said, destroy this temple. 
who is going to destroy you destroy this temple is what he said and because he was talking in the temple they thought he was talking of the building but when you look at it in gospel of john gospel of john said because it was reported john was writing later after it has happened that he meant the temple of his own body his body is the temple and our body is the temple of god so he said destroy this temple they think he was pointing to the building he's pointing his finger if he's pointing his finger like this they've thought it's pointing to the building whereas he's saying he is the temple even if he say if he point himself to, to himself and say destroy this temple if they don't wash the hand they'll be thinking he's still talking of this temple where he's standing the building so that's why i say ah oh, 40 something years this temple was in build you are going to build it in three days so that's what why they couldn't agree together because someone said no that's not what you mean you say no that's what i heard him say he said i will destroy the temple no he didn't say i will destroy the temple they are now putting i to this sentence See, we had him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with. <coughs> we had him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and within three days, I will build another made without hands. But neither so did their witness agree together. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witness against thee? But he held his peace. And answered not. Again, the high priest asked him and said unto him, Art thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And that was a direct question. And the Lord was not going to let that pass without answering. So, Art thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, I am. And ye shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ just prophesied about. How he will come in the second coming. Or uh, he's talking about what vision this man will see. It could be that this man will see a vision. But he said, you shall, ye shall see the Son of Man coming, sitting on the right hand of God, right hand of power, coming in the clouds of heaven. That could be a vision that this high priest will see later. Because God can tell you a vision you are going to see in 10 years from now. He gave the vision of Nebuchadnezzar to, to Daniel. He also told in the Gospel of John, the Lord told Nathaniel that you will see heaven open and you will see the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So that will have to be a vision that Nathaniel will see after that day. So the Lord could have been saying that, and ye shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Could be a prophecy of what this high priest will see in a vision later. But the man didn't, the pipe didn't believe that. Anyway, he called himself that he said he is the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed, the Christ. That is enough for the high priest to say blasphemy. He said, because he said, I am. He's the, he's the Messiah. So, I doubt the Christ, the Son of the Blessed. He said, Yes, I am. I doubt the Christ, the Son of the Blessed, say, I am. And you shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power, coming in the clouds of heaven. And then the high priest, I, I bring this to be that it is a vision that the high priest will see. Is what the Lord is prophesying to him right there. Because we don't think a high priest will be alive when Christ will come back the second time. So that's why you have to compare scripture with scripture that it's not that this high priest will be alive when Christ will come back the second time. But while this man is still alive, you will see a vision of this same Messiah that you crucified is sitting on the right hand of power.
coming in the cloud which will be majestic. Verse 63. Then the high priest rent his clothes and said, What need we any further witnesses? Ye have heard the blasphemy, what think ye? And they all condemned him to be guilty of death. And some began to spit on him and to cover his face and to buffet him and to say unto him, Prophesy! And the servants disarmed him with the palms of their hands and they started beating him because he said he is the Messiah. And they said that to them is blasphemy. Verse 66 And as Peter was beneath in the palace, they comment one of the maids of the high priest. And when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked upon him and said, And thou also was with Jesus of Nazareth. And this maid uh, is trouble for Peter. <laughs> it was one maid that so at the door, at the, at the door there said, <laughs> Are you not one of them? He said, I am not. Now the other maid saw him and recognized him. He thought they could recognize or something because it's in the night. They have light in the house. Verse 68. But he denied, saying, I know not, neither understand I what thou seest. So trying to be bold. And neither do I understand what thou seest. <laughs> so he went out into the porch. And the cock crew. And a maid saw him again, another maid palace. And began to say to them, or the same maid palace, began to say to them that stood by, This is one of them. Now, the, that is like uh, the maids, as I said, the maids are like the problem to Peter. And he denied it again. God, now he's, this maid was telling the soldiers. This is one of them. So he denies it, no, I'm not. And a little after, they that stood by said again to Peter, Surely thou art one of them, for thou art a Galilean, and thy speech agreed thereto. So the Galileans have some accent. Even though they are speaking Hebrew. But if you are from this part, you have some accent. Just like now, if you are non, uh, if you are American, you have your accent. If you are British, you are speaking English, you have your accent. If you are African, you are speaking your English, you have some accent. You can even tell what part of uh, Africa you come from by uh, the way you are pronouncing your words. So that's how they could recognize. Maybe Peter just said something among them while they are warming their clothes, and he has already said he's not just some minutes ago, and now he was just said something that revealed his accent. As the Galilean, then you just spoke now. You are a Galilean, also. Your voice just shows that you are a Galilean. So your speech confirmed that you are a Galilean, and you are only Galileans that are following him. Verse 71. But he began to curse and to swear, saying, I know not this man. Now he's afraid of these soldiers because they are now pointing at him and facing him as. It's one of them that they should perhaps arrest. So he said, he said, he started cursing, swearing. Almost like if, somebody, if, if, if I'm not telling you to do something, you happen to me. He said, I know not this man of whom you speak. And the second time, the cock crew. And Peter called to mind the word that Jesus said unto him, Before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice, three times. And when he thought out there, he wept. So that is the end of chapter 14. See, Peter wept after he realized that gee, that was exactly what Jesus Christ said. Before the cock crowed twice, he denied three times. And he wept. Now weeping that he has lost it all. All the three years of following him, he said, if he's that way, he's going to just end up and go back to hell. That's, that's, somebody should weep about that. So he said, weep. But Christ has said, I have prayed for you. 
that your faith fail not. And that's all we should be praying for ourselves, the Lord. Help us to stand firm. We have to remember that Peter was not the Holy Spirit by this time. But when the Holy Ghost came upon him and all the apostles, he was bold enough to stand before the priest and the chief and say, You crucify him. He was no more afraid of the maid <laughs> or the soldiers. He was now ready to lay down his life for them, for the Christ. So that's how we that are filled with the Holy Spirit must be able to stand firm in this generation. That's why Christ is filling all his disciples with the Holy Spirit. Everyone that is a believer, you are expected to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you have not been filled with the Holy Spirit, pray and ask Jesus Christ to give you the Holy Spirit. Because he that asks is God bless you. We continue this in the next chapter, chapter 15.